0: And pluses and minuses welcome to the alliance of liberty podcast here's your host your guy your shining beacon of liberty mark claire hello there folks welcome back lions of liberty this is the 163rd episode of this very program and you can find the show notes for today's show over at lionsofliberty.com slash 163 and if you enjoy this program one way that you can help us out during this holiday season is by shopping through our amazon affiliate link this costs you nothing extra to do all you have to do is click on our link buy whatever you would normally buy whether it's gifts for your friends or family for the holidays, or whether you're just buying household supplies, Amazon has absolutely everything in the universe on their website. So if you would like to support our site, help us expand our operation, which we are going to be doing very soon, you can do that by shopping at our Amazon link. You can find that at lionsofliberty.com slash Amazon. And as you heard at the top there, today's episode is another edition of our regular feature, ran Pluses and Minuses. Rand pluses and minuses, and as always, here with me for that very occasion is Lions of Liberty co-founder, friend, sometimes confidant, but not really Rand Paul analyst, Mr. Brian McWilliams. How are Hello. things? Well,
1: things are uh, things are popping, things are a lacking. Oh, that's know? good. Had a good Thanksgiving up here. Full, uh, obviously, our Johnny Rocket Thanksgiving was a was a blast. That was a blast. I'm still a little. Uh, in recovery from that me too i'm still i, I find curses slipping out of my mouth
0: because the thing so is i'm still waiting thing. for heather to make that that damn turkey yeah, i, I, I know, never got a bite of johnny rocket turkey no no it was all lies we forgive you that was of course our johnny rocket crossover thanksgiving special that we did last week if you missed that be sure to tick on back in your itunes feed or head over to lionsofliberty.com slash podcast for the almost full archive you need to wait a minute because i haven't updated it yet but you know <laughs> eventually it'll make its way there too and uh, so what's been going on with Rand here in the um, any news here in the Thanksgiving break? I would think it would be a, a slow time for political news, unless you're Obama releasing all, the, all your regulations. Oh, yeah. Right oh, yeah. What was it? Like one hundred and fifty five regulations, 180 something yeah. something like that. Yeah.
1: Every year they love to release all the regulations just on Black Friday dump.
0: or like on the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. It's
1: always like it's like uh, Christmas Eve. They'll do one on uh, the, uh, the day before Black Friday. They'll do one. It's always anything they want people to, to ignore and get swept under the rug because everybody's doing puff stories and nobody's watching TV. Right. So
0: anyway, but did yeah Did he pardon a turkey though? Did he do that?
1: He did He okay, I think well, he pardoned t- a nice. turkey I don't think he pardoned turkeys shooting down of the Russian Ooh, fighter right. Nice tie Yeah, I mean, you know I didn't
0: even do that on purpose Once see?
1: in a blue moon That's why I bring you in here for this <laughs> Just for that one line My yep. one line of yep. show yep. Your makes, work here is done Goodbye Alright guys, thanks for I'll be finishing the show myself uh, Rand Speaking Paul of is... uh, Speaking of Hold on you can find all of the archives for Rand, pluses and minuses at.
0: Because this is a weekly column for people that don't know. Weekly column. In addition column. to a bi-weekly podcast. That's right.
1: You can go to lionsofliberty.com forward slash Rand.
0: How convenient.
1: Yeah. So, so you mentioned, you know, we had a Thanksgiving uh, break there. So I'm thinking I'll do the, the pre-Thanksgiving, which was pretty hot and heavy.
0: Yeah, and I, I like hot and heavy yeah. action. Yeah, hot the, and heavy. Randy and pants then the post action. Post Thanksgiving, so it's gonna be like before marriage and after marriage, hot and heavy, and then absolutely. Uh, Alright. So, so what took place before Thanksgiving? What was in the Randy Pants news? By the way, for those that are new to this thing, hashtag Randy Pants. Yeah. There you go. Tweet that puppy out. Let's get this thing trending. Make it popular. <laughs> I need, I need to leave my mark on the world. And we That's have gotten a good number of Randy Pants uh, tweets and mentions, by the way. We've gotten some so, converts. Not quite trending in the world yet. I think you actually need millions of mentions for that. But uh, we're working our way up one step at a time. Yeah, exactly. It takes a village.
1: <laughs> so, okay, so, you know, pre-Thanksgiving was post-Paris attacks. So that, you know, that right there, you're going to you're going to have a lot of news that's stemming from the Paris attacks, a lot of
0: hype, a lot of hyperbole about terrorism, about keeping us safe,
1: a lot of hand wringing. And of course, you know, it was it was a horrible thing that happened. No one's debating that. But, you know, what what has been debated now is whether in the wake of these attacks, if the NSA's uh, spying should be imp- you know, increased, if we should have additional surveillance going on, if we need to, to roll back all of the, all the protections, or the, the quasi-protections, that were put into place when the um, when the Patriot Act was repealed.
0: And what does Rand Paul
1: think about that? Well, uh, I Should we take say, a
0: listen? I think we should take a listen why I don't the personally technology. have to drop the bombs on people. We have the technology let's, to do that. Let's so, do it. So let's check out what Rand had to say. This is at a recent speech at, at George— uh, GW, yeah. So when they stand up on television and says the tragedy in Paris means you have to give up your liberty. We need more phone surveillance. Bullshit. All right, it's Bull. bull- can we say it? Bullpucky, Bullpucky. We're gonna keep this one non-explicit. <laughs> we'll keep it for the clean. Kids. Yeah, we'll keep this a clean. Uh, although Rand didn't, so I Try guess uh, yeah, whatever.
1: That's why the kids love him. <laughs> but yeah, that people went crazy when he dropped the BS bomb on people. College
0: kids were clapping, it's and, and that good. was like a
1: standing room only event. I mean, it was it was a well attended event. So it
0: was a standing ovation. Because yeah, it essentially was, standing was room
1: only. Precisely, they Nobody were standing to applaud BS, and they were standing to I applaud anti-surveillance stances. And Rand came you know, He's come out strong. To his credit, he's come out really strong uh, and said, you know, no. We're not going to increase surveillance. I, I'm not for increasing surveillance. We have plenty of surveillance going on. And of course... All of the facts and all the statistics back him up. All of the commentary says more surveillance hasn't stopped anything. Rand specifically also referenced France. Uh, you know, it, I'm not sure if it was during this specific talk, but in different interviews, as was well the fact that France has one of the most overarching surveillance states in the world. They also and it a, didn't
0: stop anything. They also have some uh, speech issues, some free speech issues in France, and by issues I mean bad laws against it. There was actually a, uh, I think, a rapper that was recently sent to jail there for speech like. You know, I don't know if it was, I I don't know the exact details because that would require research, but, um, you know, he went went to jail essentially for speech related to, I guess, maybe vaguely supporting terrorism. Yeah. yeah, And look, I don't think people should support Islamists, and I don't know the exact things this guy was saying, but it's speech. And when speech is attacked, and privacy is attacked. I mean, we're we're losing freedoms and gaining zero in actual extra security. Right, exactly. Right, in my view, and that's why Rand said this is bullshit. Yeah, I'm putting the e. Oh, I'm putting the e on this episode because no he
1: didn't. Yeah, uh, right, you know, speaking, this is a, a slightly tangential issue, but it just happened. Um... The speaking of free free speech, the this this story we were talking about today in our little email chain about the guy outside a Michigan courthouse who was arrested and sent to jail by a judge for contempt of court because he was handing out pamphlets and letting people know about jury nullification.
0: Well, technically that is interfering with the process because they want the process to be one where nobody knows about jury nullification. Right. So um the judge isn't necessarily wrong. Well, you can, he's he just is, wrong. He's not in public. <laughs> pro- he, he's no, not in
1: court. He's not in the courthouse giving him out. He's on the he sidewalk. Was. And even he was. It, it's like okay. So now anybody that talks about jury nullification anywhere could be culpable for to be put in jail. Yeah, for, I guess uh, so, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean if, what that, if I what if I
0: do a podcast, which I have done, which I'll link to in the show notes at lionsofliberty. slash one sixty three. About jury nullification, does that mean I am maybe interfering in all the court cases in the world? That sounds ridiculous, but you could extend that kind of logic to to that point. If anybody's talking about jury nullification, you're technically interfering with the way that the government would largely like to run the the uh, the court system. Exactly. So they can they can come in and black bag you oh, up. You're going to jail. Anyway, we idiotic. have the podcast. We have the evidence. Idiotic. Yeah. I would just be happy that they listened.
1: To be <laughs> yeah. Thanks, government. They're always listening. All right. So anyway, that was that was clearly. Standing up, you going to say, A?
0: Paul Us? Paul Us, yes. For cursing and for standing up against her. Double Paul so That's a double. Um, so, yeah, so that was a great way to kind of come off Paris.
1: Now, this, of course, bleeds into the next issue, which was. Uh, another good, yep, Rand standing up for the right thing is, you know, in the wake of the Paris attacks, both Rubio and Donald Trump started really laying on the anti-Muslim rhetoric.
0: Super xenophobia Xenophobia time. out the ass. Okay. So there, yeah. you know,
1: between the two of them, one, you know, one of them says uh, we need to have badges. I believe Trump was the one who said we need to have, you know, badges and we need to, to look at all the Badges mosques.
0: for Muslims, right? Badges for Muslims,
1: yeah. And okay. He's saying, you know... Um Sounds we should like go something I should I've heard about
0: before oh, yeah. in other yeah. countries in the I past. mean
1: Rubio was saying that you know we need to to talk to all their friends and you know and follow them and make a make a database and all this other stuff and I'm and sure some- they're already doing that by the way yeah but- <laughs> of course they are yeah I mean it, it's like all these things you know of course they're following people that are a suspect but you know it goes into what do you qualify then as, as a suspect just because somebody goes to a mosque because he you know both of these these guys in, in their what they're spouting what well, they're saying any place where you know radical Islam could possibly crop up which is essentially any place any muslims go ever internet chat rooms internet chat rooms a coffee house you could go smoke. starbucks you, mark you will you like to smoke Big sometimes target. let's say you're smoking a hookah hookahs ah kind of muslim there
0: i have had a hookah once or twice yeah. That's true did you own a hookah flavor no i don't know hookah but i have had flavored actually in thailand i had some great flavored tobacco of, pretty all, tasty of all places yeah, like apple it flavor. is pretty tasty but Delicious. uh I have driven by some hookah places in L.A. and I've seen some people that looked like they could have been Muslim. And could according been Muslim. according to these guys, that might be enough evidence for me to turn them in and start following right. them, Or, or
1: just to sur- or held them under surveillance. And you know, uh, there was also I, I think it was Trump was saying that we wanted he wanted to stop people from from um, going and and you know grouping anywhere where muslim uh, grouping, yeah like a, a radical islam could be so could be
0: muslim forced. orgies are out of the question <laughs> nah, i guess
1: those are my favorites. is that a thing that happens that's the one oh. let me just say anti-terrorism but if that's the way they win you over eh,
0: we could think about it maybe maybe. Anywho, so so Rand actually came out and said, uh, "What did he say against these guys?" He said it, their, basically, their general... he said
1: that that uh, Rubio should be completely disqualified for his views because he's yeah. trying to, you know, this. Oh, it was Rubio that said he you know, to shut down. Here's the quote: "Any place, whether it's a cafe, a diner, an internet site, any place where radicals are being inspired." Hey, he's right. He didn't mention hookahs but we pretty much said the same thing. We said exactly. So so Paul said, "I think that's really disqualified Rubio," and you know what? I agree with them because. I mean at the end of the day you, one day okay we say, we react like we we talked about this before every time there's any sort of big event whether it's a school shooting whether it's a bombing the immediate reaction is so strong because it's so strong in people's minds. And what people have to remember is that, okay, let's say you, you have budge, you know, badges for Muslims or you, ban, you know, ban people from associating because of this or
0: that. How do you even enforce this? this is about, I, I, I Other than know. straight up banning a, a certain religion. And look, I'm, I've been a critic of religion in the past, and I think there are many ways to criticize how certain religions and certain statements and religions could be twisted to turn people into violent people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's totally possible. But when you start attacking simply ideas, simply the speech, I mean, that is something that will be turned upon you at some point if you advocate that. Because Precisely. we need to live in a free society. You need to allow free political speech, even political and religious speech that we strongly disagree with, because we would like to come out and strongly disagree with certain speech. And to have the our own freedom to do that, you need freedom of speech, right. and freedom of religion and freedom to openly practice and say whatever it is you want, other than saying, hey, come here and shoot this guy. I have a gun. I mean, something like that is a threat. So, I mean, I wouldn't put that under free speech. If there's a clear danger, that's one thing. But this is not what these guys are talking about. No. And it also,
1: be, you know, people need to remember that a viewpoint changes over time drastically. Now, I'm not saying at any point in time, America is going to say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we're all Muslims and we're all, uh, you know, we're all for saying, you know, down with the state and uh, Sharia you know, law. Go Allah, Allah Akbar. Yeah, Sharia law. But. To your point about free speech, there's a lot of times that people's viewpoints change and one day you might be the one that's arguing and you might be in the vast minority arguing for what you think is right and everyone else thinks wrong. And fast forward 25 years, that's now flipped on its head. But you could have been shut down. You could have been put in prison for your viewpoint. So remember that. Keep it in mind. Rand, I give you a us Remember
0: that fascist. I'm going to double that one up. Double Paulus. Pow, pow. All right. So, I mean, it's the Thanksgiving season. We're being really nice to Rand. Is there Mm. anything to criticize out here? Well, let's let's look at the next story, because that ties into all this terrorism. Yeah, this is
1: it's all summed up, um, keeping in in the theme of uh, the first half of this. So, yeah, the next thing is Rand wrote a uh, an op-ed in time, which he loves. He in time, baby. I mean, if you can get published
0: in time, you probably should. Because that's still a widely read. You might as well. And it's
1: considered a fairly, you know, it's basically unbiased for the most part. I mean, mean, (laughs) as unbiased as you can be. uh, As as unbiased as as, as completely corporate
0: sellout media can be. Right, exactly.
1: So, but he wrote, you know, basically the summation of this op-ed was saying, we need to defund the people that are supporting ISIS. And he was not pulling any punches. He said, everybody, he called out, you know, the fact that we're spending billions supporting governments and trading of these governments and buying their oil. And, you know, Saudi Saudi Arabia is one of them, that massive supporter of terrorist organizations so who else know, is i, I so like, is our
0: government probably, i mean yeah well, exactly. and that's kind of what he's implying in a, in a, in a roundabout way,
1: way yeah because we're giving them subsidies we're giving them you know aid here and there we're trading with them we're, we're providing them arms half the time which then are then they're turning around and and providing to terrorist organizations so in the first half of this editorial he really calls them out for that uh to which i say good job you know and and like I said, he's not playing politics here. He's just laying it out saying, this is what it is. We need to stop kowtowing and, and playing friends with these people when on one hand they're shaking our hand, and the other
0: hand they're stabbing us in the back. And as far as I know, Rand Paul, maybe to some extent Donald Trump, are the only people even vaguely... <laughs> sort of like pointing out our allies and some of the truths that are going on in the Middle East and some of the realities of the situation and I mean, Rand may be putting it a lot better and and Trump is kind of all over the place, but nobody else is even coming close to to tackling this issue, they're just doing it in this black and white, evil over there, bomb them, kill them way, and when we look at things that way, we're not going to really ever be able to identify actual bad guys, actual criminals, actual terrible people that are planning real attacks against real innocent people Um, I don't consider too too terrible terrorist organizations in syria fighting it out something that we should pick a side in you know
1: and and that actually good uh good segue you gave me a paul us for that i give you a paul us so what do we give rand another paul us here for this for the let's segment this for the first half of his editorial i give him a paul us
0: Us. all right so far so good so i'll I'll join you there
1: now you know this isn't a which, one which sentence earlier. This is a
0: one. Uh, this
1: is a four paragraphs earlier. Rand Paul one <laughs> few four paragraphs earlier. So later on, Rand after yo know, saying oh it's uh, you know pointing out these great things, how much money is spent and how and he even mentions you know arming different factions like the Syrian uh, rebels who have turned into ISIS. He then goes and mentions the fact that hey. We should be throwing our support behind the Kurds. Did he say it like Harry
0: all... Carry Because that's what it.
1: Hey, <laughs> do you think we should throw our support behind the Kurds? The
0: Kurds are made right of teeth and nails. They all call right. me kitten.
1: Whatever. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah, he's he's saying you know like you know we need to help help the Kurds help them fight their war because they're in northern people who don't know the Kurds they're in northern Iraq. Now,
0: getting to know the Kurds. Getting to know Kurds. Getting to the- oh, you know all of you. We can't have a special podcast. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs>
1: I'll bring on a I'll bring in a sexy curd
0: there. Hey, to be find me a sexy curd. Yeah. Okay. I'll take any curd, but Brian is specifically requesting a sexy one. So if anyone out there knows a sexy curd that would like to come on the show, really, I'm just I'm to not even on. really joking. If if anyone has an expert on the curds, I will have to do an episode about I'm, that. I'm
1: angling for a sponsorship from sexycurds.com, Sexiness, not which I, I kind of want to google my phone and see if it exists. All right, well, <laughs> you I'll do, do that. that after the show. If it exists, I'll put it yeah. in the show notes. Can
0: you, okay, that sounds good. <laughs> and if it doesn't exist,
1: somebody please create it. If the, it doesn't exist, it you me. guys got
0: about six six hours to make yeah, this website of make course. it happen only you can't hear the podcast yet oh boy we're letting them behind the curtain again call, call me directly at 1-800 anyway, so, i so, love Kurds. so how did this take a bad turn with his, his he really loves the Kurds. he loves he? the Kurds. he's, he's got <laughs> big a big uh, Kurd fan he's got a Rand big ball. curd
1: on if you know what i mean so yeah <laughs> Rand wants to he wants to essentially he called for arming them earlier if you know a few months ago and now he's saying again laying down support for the Kurds, which to me makes no damn sense The Kurds are in Iraq. Now they're fighting against the people that we hate, but on the same note, they also are a minority faction that's primarily religious, that's fighting back against the larger government, and they are not exactly led by a man who's a great guy. It's a guy who's known for jailing journalists, a guy who's known for for harsh tactics. So he's his own little Saddam Hussein in there anyway, and Rand wants to arm these guys. Now Because
0: strategically, it makes sense in theory, which, just like every other intervention, could be be determined to have made sense in theory. I mean, we helped the Afghanis, certain Afghani factions, to propel the Russians, and that made sense because they were against them, but... You know, we all. the banana field called Al Qaeda. We've been through what happened there uh, many times.
1: Did it again with Syria. And Rand calls these out. So I don't understand how blind you have to be or how segmented is your thinking where you say, okay, hey guys, we got to stop supplying these organizations that are full of rebels and, you know, these these factions because it's not working. And then turn around and say, well, except that one. I
0: feel like we need an expose here. Like, is Rand taking massive money from some Kurd lobby? Like, why is he so obsessed with? He's against like every intervention of arming anyone except. Kurds. Yeah, he's got maybe he's got Kurd cash. Is he confused? In. Is he thinking of somebody else? I mean, <laughs> I just don't get it. And look, and this is the ridiculous thing about the one ridiculous thing. There's a million ridiculous things about what's going on in Syria, but if you just look at the way they're selling this to us right now, which is we have to go fight ISIS. It used to be we have to go fight Assad because he was supposedly killing civilians or whatever, as if we're not killing civilians every single bomb we drop. But that's another Mm -hmm. story. Or it's the same story, actually. Uh, But, you know, it was about getting Assad. Then everyone's like, no, we don't want to go to war for that. We don't really care about that guy. And now we have the Paris attacks. We have beheadings, and now it's all about getting ISIS, getting ISIS. Well, there's one country in there that's literally is going after ISIS, Russia. But the reason we don't want to work with Russia is because we're not there to fight ISIS per se. We're there to overthrow Assad. They've made it clear in every single speech Obama keeps mentioning, but Assad must go. So they have this different mission, this other mission, and Russia supports Assad. So... We should be on the same side if we really, if the true intent is to eliminate ISIS, this threat that Lindsey Graham and Marco Rubio tell us is the biggest threat on the planet that has ever existed. And yet. We can't go all the way and actually work with what should be an ally in Russia because we're obsessed with overthrowing Assad and the implications of that go so far down the conspiracy hole. I don't even know where to go with it, but let's just say I think it has a lot to do with the control of natural resources in that region. That's what it has because I'm saying, I was just thinking the
1: same thing. Why the hell do they care so much about Assad? Who, who cares? This guy in Syria. I mean, why, why do you give that much of a damn that you have to go over there and go to war? Uh, and overthrow uh, this these is actually rebels? a great time. A break.
0: This is a great time to give a shout-out to my next guest, who will be on the show on Monday, Jen Briney, and her podcast, Congressional Dish. I'm bringing this up right now because she just did an episode, I believe it was episode 108, where she breaks down this entire situation in Syria, the things the politicians are saying. This woman is amazing. She actually goes and reads the bills. She watches congressional hearings. She pulls out sound bites, pulls out bits, and tries to show everybody what's actually happening without any sort of political agenda like we have here. So uh, (laughs) I highly recommend Congressional Dish podcast, and you'll find out more about that this coming Monday on the show. With Jen Briney, so. do,
1: you, do you remember I used to do that Bill Watch column where I used to go I through? I used to pour through the bills. What happened to that, right? I writings, spent hours doing it. Oh my God, it was a nightmare. I envy you, oh. uh, or actually, I pity her because that is a nightmare going through those damn well, things. Well, she
0: does it every week and she does a great job doing it. So well, she
1: must. Look out for that. I spent hours and I got like three people read it.
0: Anyway, I can only <laughs> take it that uh, from your tone here about the Kurds that you're going to give Rand's suggestion to arm them eh? A- Minus, minus, and uh, I will also give that a minus because screw the Kurds. Nope. I screw the Kurds. Curd. I don't like Kurds any more than I like ISIS. Screw I mean, the is the difference that the Kurds just don't put videos of out chopping people's heads off? It doesn't sound like they're any better of a group. No, maybe on the scale you would put ISIS higher than like Kurds a little further down, but they're all bad guys, guys. And I don't want to say that about the Kurds in general, like the race or the ethnicity. I mean, I'm sure there are very nice Kurdish people out there, but you know what I'm saying. We're talking about the specific armed group that is fighting in the region. Precisely. And it. who
1: knows what tactics they turn to. You know, ISIS is, well, now they have a lot of money, but who knows the Kurds are fairly well off. They got their own kind of like mini state there. So they wrote, you know, who knows what they would Maybe do if we they should, were. Maybe uh, should visit positions. Kurdistan
0: and uh, that area. And Live podcast? Yeah, why not? We floor. need someone to fund this, though. It'd be like Vice. It'd be a Vice segment. So send us money. Or just shop through our Amazon link, LionsOfLiberty.com slash Amazon. Yeah. Anywho. Let's that. Let's move on to some of the post-Thanksgiving post- Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. There's, again, not a ton here. I'll give up one quick one. Oh. We don't even have to really... The good thing
0: is we have a knack for taking not a ton and turning it into 20 minutes of dribble, so... That's true. Let's do it. We well, the big...
1: deep diving through The dribble.
0: big story here, or what should be a bigger story than it is, I think it's more of an internet... Libertarian big story than a real life big story, but tell us about this thing with the Clinton staffer and the CNN and the collusion. What the hell? Well, this going on should here? be this should
1: be a. a- a pretty goddamn big story. It
0: should be freaking headlines yeah. across, like, I mean,
1: it drives uh, me insane that it's not. I'll tell you, it, for those who don't know, if this was know, the right
0: wing, the hello, the right wing media, you know, oh quote unquote, God. colluding against Hillary Clinton, that would be a totally different right. story. Yeah, but, exactly.
1: But no. If if some uh, Trump staffer, well, not Trump, they hate him. Let's say Jeb Bush staffer had been working with Sean Hannity, it would be a big deal. So, well, here's what actually happened. So it was revealed from you know, like some leaked emails that a Clinton staffer had colluded with a CNN reporter named Elise Labatt. And essentially
0: Elise Labatt. Elise, Elise Labatt, Alright, anyway. Sorry, I don't know what happened there. I mean I'm too close to the Holiday oh, season and too up, close to Mexico, right. so both those things combined. <laughs> right. So
1: Elise basically, what, what happened here? Is she, she colluded with the CNN staffer, or she colluded with a Clinton staffer during the Benghazi hearings because Rand had gone in and he was really kind of giving giving her the hard questions during one of these hearings. So Elise Labat tweeted out uh senator paul is most critical on committee on clinton but a little late to the benghazi game not sure he was at many of the 30 previous briefings it's a really weak criticism <laughs> it is but it's
0: not sure a little late like
1: it's not very definitive yeah, well she's just trying to, to undermine him you know either yeah. way though it's it's a, but CNN, a cnn journalist CNN undermining journalist him. journalist, 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 journalist you're supposed paid to, journalist for a network that's supposed to be unbiased reporting the news who and it this is clearly
0: commentary not news exactly and,
1: and there's email trail saying, I mean, you know, with her email say, hey, how, you know, was he definitely not there? Okay, great. I'll post it, you know, back and forth, back and forth. So clearly she's working with this Clinton staffer to post something specifically to undermine Paul and, and Smear.
0: And the terms not sure and many do not belong in journalism. They're not yeah. accurate terms. They don't describe anything. They just say, it's just her saying, look, I'm I CNN think, and Rand's a little bit, you know, overboard here. He's a hypocrite. He's not following this. Precisely. Yada, yada, yada.
1: So, of course, you know, this should have been a massive story. Any time a politician and a network are, are colluding together to go after another political yeah, that candidate, that's a, a massive of a deal, story. It? But it was more or less, you know, it's kind of swept under the rug. It was reported in different circles, but mostly swept under the rug. CNN still has not fired this journalist. And they have not, uh, you know, she's on suspension, but not even for that because she said something else stupid. So well, the, the other thing, do you know? Oh, God. I, I can't remember. something well, something some up. No other, gonna, some no going <laughs>
0: to She
1: called the Pope a Oh, my God. She said that? Can and, you believe it? Wow. Anyway. <laughs> uh, moving so, moving on. So, they've done nothing. You know, Rand Paul's camp, of course, came out and said, this is pathetic. This is unbelievable. It can't, you know, as anybody would. And uh, I see a silver lining to this, though. Can you guess what it is? Mm, no. All right. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> I could, but I'm not going <laughs> to I already know your opinion. Uh, here's what I think might happen. And I hope is going to happen. Now, CNN's hosting the next GOP debate, which I believe is on December 15th. And I, you know, Rand's kind of on the cusp of they'll get in or not. I think he will definitely get in because they need him in there. But, you know, leading up to this, because of this collusion that's been proved to be going on, I think CNN is going to give him more coverage. I think it's going to give him more positive coverage to kind of balance out public perception that they are leftist. And that they're going out of their way to smear GOB candidates.
0: Isn't CNN the one generally kind of seen as like the unbiased one? The I mo- mean, in theory, most, I mean. The
1: most out of all of them. Fox is, is the right wing
0: one, MSNBC MC's is the left wing yep. one, and then CNN's the quote unquote unbiased. But in this so, world, unbiased means like always supporting mm-hmm. the government line. So, exactly. In the world so, we live in here.
1: with that in mind, I think they're going to try to do that. So, I wouldn't be surprised if you're seeing more Paul opportunities on CNN, more positive stories, and I wouldn't be surprised if during the debate they tell their monitors, hey, Give Rand some extra questions, be a little nicer to him. You don't don't have to go easy on him, but we don't want to look like we're singling him out because then people start to say, is the whole network against Rand Paul, which is something that would be a PR disaster for them.
0: Well, you wouldn't be surprised if that stuff happened and I would be surprised if that stuff happened. Uh, I think you're right that's what sh- like should happen in theory. Well, I mean he shouldn't well, in get theory, special they shouldn't give
1: him any special treatment, right, but I'm exactly. saying knowing how these media organizations operate and knowing PR since I do PR for a living, I would not be shocked in any way if that's what they say subtly, but the I think I'm going to look and see there's got I think there's tracking service. I'm going to see what the uptick mentions are for ranks. I'm going to I'm going to bet. I'm going to cover it in next week's column that they're in there.
0: Okay. All right, well, we'll see. We eagerly await that. Let's put a five spot on it. What are we betting? That just they mention him more in a week? Yeah. So, anyway, I gave him a Paul
1: Luss for his reaction, and uh, even though the whole debacle, the whole thing didn't really damage him, it just made CNN look bad and made Clinton look bad. So, I gave him a Paul Luss. I'm going to give it a
0: very weak Paul Luss. Because I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference in anything, but um, you know, milky, it's not a minus, like a skim and i Yeah, almost. I mean, it's not a minus, but because what did he do wrong? All right, so All right, let's, let's wrap this up. Okay, I got you're, one you're more the item. You tell me what is better. Be good. One more. One more. Drum roll, right. please. What's the last item?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Officially, Rand is on the ballots in Kentucky for both president. Is he on and them or did he file? Senate. Well, right. he
0: filed. It's as good. If you he will on be there. Though. He's on there. Just needs a stamp of approval right. from. Uh, who, who does it? Is it that lady that uh, I think, <laughs> oh, signed he, the marriage Tim contract? Davis? <laughs> Tim Davis? Tim Davis had to sign off on hey, that? Hey, he
1: supported her, which got him a minus. <laughs> yeah, So she true. should sign off on that's it. That's true. But yeah, Rand, he, he officially has filed for the Senate and the presidency in Kentucky. So he is going to be on the ballots after a lot of hoopla. It's going to cost him like 15 grand because they have to do some sort of change that he said he'd pay for. So taxpayers don't have to. And speaking of, he also gave $600,000 back from his congressional budget just uh, this last week. But... Um, Yeah, so he's filed it. Now, some pundits are saying, oh, well, you know what? This is a clear sign that he's giving up his presidential hopes. But I say, give me a goddamn break. Look, if you're running for president, seeing how fickle it is, because Ben Carson was at like 46%, uh, you know, in the polls. Now he's at 16 because it's revealed that he's, you know, half a doofus. So if that only half, that's very kind of I'm being nice.
0: But well, at least half of
1: him is a neurosurgeon. so Exactly. But you see people him. people climb up, people drop out. There's still like a year until we're actually elected or electing anybody or voting on well, anybody. Only
0: two months until the first vote, but yeah, we shall but see. Yeah,
1: but there's so many, though. It's, it still just changes. So why would you not if you ran
0: for Well, yeah, I mean, I, there's no reason. I mean, that this will be used by some people as a criticism against him. But, I mean, it's, it's always been clear that he's running for Senate and running for president. Criticize that, but this is not new information. And I don't think his Senate it.
1: seat's in danger either. Those people elected him for a reason. It's not like he's changed his viewpoints. He's gonna—he's not, and he still missed only 2% of his votes, even running for president. He still is there for all the no. votes. He's still putting bills through. It's and not like he's dropped the ball like Ruby. Generally, has. in
0: Kentucky, the Republican kind of just walks in to. That seat
1: exactly well and, uh, i know you were talking to me about there's uh, also yeah there was uh, a hey, story
0: this week that uh democrats are having a hard time finding a senate candidate to even run against rand paul because i guess they got wiped out in their state elections and they can't really find anyone they consider a top tier candidate to run against scared him is what they're doing because i mean that, the fact is it's they're gonna see it as a waste of time and uh the odds of anyone usurping paul who even though they've had some spats i imagine will still have The endorsement and support of Mitch McConnell and the party machine in Kentucky. Uh, Because Rand supported McConnell, and that's why, because he didn't want to be turned on. So say what you will about that, but, um, that's the state of affairs, and I don't see anything anything really affecting his Senate seat. I would be I would be shocked if he if he faced any challenge, regardless of what happens with the presidential race. Precisely.
1: So he's he's safe there. It's it's his for the taking.
0: I mean, if he's at one percent and he's still in the race in April and he's you know hasn't picked up a single delegate and he's spending no time in Kentucky and that be, I mean I could maybe it could become an issue, but I don't. And if and if he's doing well in the presidential campaign, then I don't think it'll hurt his Senate campaign. People aren't going to be afraid to vote for both if they like him as president they're not gonna be like but i will vote against you as senator because i think you shouldn't do both i mean it just it doesn't make any sense no it's an
1: idiotic standpoint i I just don't understand the pundits going on and on about it anyway all
0: right well then let's stop going on about it i agree let's let's stop this has gone on long let's not criticize the pundits for it if we're gonna do it so that sums up our little Rand paul and minuses venture here we will do it once again in two weeks and um, we'll see after that. We got some announcements coming soon. We've been teasing them for a while. We're getting very close to officially announcing them, but you can expect uh, more podcasts coming your way soon from us. Let's just leave it as vaguely Perfect. as vaguely clear as that. <laughs> and uh, until next time, until this coming Monday, like I mentioned, I'm speaking with Jen Briney of Congressional Dish. If you don't want to wait till then, go check out her podcast now. Go check out episode 108 about Syria. Check them all out because she does a great show. Until Till then, folks, what am I going to ask them to do, Brian? What do you think? Perhaps I will maybe, maybe something like, suggest uh, that you guys just live long and, and live free.
1: free. I don't really have anything to say. I have nothing witty to add. <laughs> hotcurds.com Get day. it going. Bye. Head of Editing and Mastery
0: is John Dogger contact johnny53 at gmail.com